okay. take a number and wait for the butcher like everyone else. <laughs> yeah. here fancy meeting you here i'm just breastfeeding in public <laughs> oh i'm not in public you're just in the in the middle of the local walmart like recording a podcast while breastfeeding just, like, just the i'm audio. a working mom <laughs> you're welcome god we we are about making people uncomfortable or something i don't you're know like you're in the family planning aisle with all the like condoms and shit <laughs> Just, just breastfeeding. breastfeeding. <laughs> just whip out my tit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are the not-so-weekly podcast about the uncomfortable. That's right. Yeah. We are extremely rusty. Oh Do you want to just dive God. right in? Do we have any updates? Um, Kind of. Okay, so remember the article that I'd sent you, I want to say this is like a month ago now, about the body that was found in the forest behind my old high school? Yeah. So they found someone and arrested them, but they suspect that there's another person that was involved. Uh-huh. That they can't find yet. Oh, shit. They're loose. Yeah. So there's that. Um, and the... I forget his name. The guy who murdered his his pregnant wife and his two daughters. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's his did name? You, did, you, did you read... The article that came out with him explaining everything that happened? No. I know you sent it to me, but oh. I'm terrible at following up. Oh, it's dark. Yeah? It's dark. Like, it, even within the true crime community, if if you're squeamish, not that he goes into gory detail, but it just, how he describes it makes it all the easier to imagine and what a lot of people are being affected most by is that the daughters saw him dispose of their mother's body. <gasps> Chris Watts, that's his name. Yeah. Oh my god. So they saw him do that. Like he killed the mom, packed her up in the car, got the kids in the car, and then they drove to like this weird remote location and then they saw him burying the body and all that. And then he came back to the car and he smothered his one daughter with her favorite blanket. Oh my god. And then he killed the other one. Because and they saw- were like right beside each other. <gasps> Fuck that guy. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so there's some updates for you. <laughs> Super. Fuck that Stark. Yeah. And they're just little. They're like, what? Like just looking at the picture, I'd say, like, three and five. Yeah, something like that. Fuck. Yeah. Um, so this week, we are revisiting a topic, or rather, approach, which is stranger danger. Yeah! And the, we're... the strangening. <laughs> strangening. <laughs> um, yeah, so we, we both have some stories lined up that we're going to uh, uh, titillate each other with. Ooh. <laughs> Speaking of tits. I was going to say, speaking of breastfeeding. (laughs) Do you want to start? Do you want me to start? Uh, I have one open, so I can start. Go for it. So this comes to us 
from the depths of Reddit on the <laughs> Let's Not Meet subreddit. I'm new to Reddit, so I'm, like, trying to understand the things and the terms. Mm. I'm almost 30, so I don't know how to do stuff anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... I met a guy on Tinder, and we really started to hit it off. We'd been chatting for a few weeks and even discovered we had a few mutual friends. I was pretty intoxicated one night, was feeling social, and decided to call an Uber to his place. Once I got there, we just we talked outside for a while and ended up vibing even better in person. I read that as vibrating. <laughs> uh, I opened up to him about my health problems, and he opened up to me about his older sister, who had passed away from a similar condition to mine. I was curious about his sister, but I definitely didn't want to cry. Uh, we walked into his house, and it smelled like a thousand dead rats were rotting under the floorboards. Oh. I was still pretty drunk, so I tried to forgive uh, to tried to forgive it because, hey, sometimes animals die under a house or in the walls. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes <laughs> nothing do. you can really do about it. Uh, I start to look around, and the whole house looks like a little cluttered storage unit. He takes me to his room, which is seemingly normal, kind of feminine, but that's cool, and we hook up. Uh, I ended up falling asleep there and woke up around 10 a.m. to the stench of death. I opened my eyes feeling very sober and started to look around the room. I noticed that only girls' clothes were hung in his closet. I started to assume I'd possibly been cheated with. Um, cheated with? Cheated on? Anyway. Uh, then I see this giant black binder on his nightstand. When he woke up, I decided to jokingly ask him, what's in the giant binder? Turns out it was every single episode of Golden Girls printed out. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you were expecting bodies. <laughs> I was expecting, like, a binder of all of the, like, profiles or, like, Facebook pages of the girls that he... I don't know. Yep. <laughs> okay. It won't disappoint. He said he read it at work, and it's the only show he'll ever watch. Okay. I asked him what he did for work, something I definitely should have known by this point, and he dodged the question. I sat up and looked at the pillow I'd been cozily sleeping on, and it had no pillowcase. It was covered in what looked to be old blood. Mm. Uh, it looked like the blood had been coughed into it. Uh. <laughs> uh, I started putting the unpleasant pieces together. I asked as sensitively as I could, Hey, was this your sister's room? I noticed the clothes in the closet. <gasps> he says, Yeah, and this is her bed. I haven't changed or washed anything, but it just makes me feel better to be in her bed. This is actually where I held her when she died, and you <gasps> remind me so much of her. I really, really like you. Uh, and then casually tried to hook up with me. <laughs> like, you didn't just drop an unsettling, any unsettling uh, news. Uh, I felt immensely sorry for him, but needed to get out of there, so I made some excuse and left. I decided uh, not to go, not to entirely ghost him because of how bad I felt for him. He was clearly dealing with some really dark shit. Uh, we kept in contact for a few weeks until on my Find My Friends app, one on my phone. What is that? <laughs> Young people, tell me what is my phone. I think I think I know this one. I think it's like um, for for those people who go downtown to clubs and they're like, I'm just gonna go to Stacy's party for a while. I'll meet you up at the bar after. Da 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 da. So you can um, do it so that you enable your GPS. So like, if I'm wondering where you are, I can see that you're still at Stacy's party. I don't like that. It's like a map thing. That sounds terrible. I don't know. That sounds like the worst invention ever. That's like the best way to get killed. Or it's the best way to get found. Yeah, potato, potato. <laughs> That's so weird. And she's been hiking in the same spot in the middle of the fucking forest for four and a half weeks. <laughs> What's she doing? <laughs> I'm gonna go crash that party because that bitch thinks she is. <laughs> Going off all her, on her own. 
She thinks she's better than us in her wilderness. God. Wouldn't have to deal with these fucking apps. (laughs) Okay, so she's not not ghosting him because she feels bad. So then she goes on her Find My Friends app or whatever. Yeah, so she goes on the Find My Friends app. And noticed that he had clearly taken my phone while I was asleep that night and shared my location with himself. I called him off. Or I called him and went off. This is not my first rodeo with stalker types. And I was not dealing with it. Hmm. <laughs> he told me he couldn't believe that I thought uh, I thought he would do that. And I'm being a really terrible person dumping him because his cat had recently died. So I blocked him. <laughs> um, after he said that about the cat, combined with his tendency to hold on to things, it really makes me wonder what that smell actually was. Let's hope not... Uh, and though I hope he gets help, let's not meet again. This is, uh, what the heck's her name? Uh, submitted by Alex Stunning. That's her Reddit name. So my, this shouldn't be my top concern, but my top concern is if that's what he did with people when his sister died, what does he do with cats? That's what she's saying. Oh. <laughs> she wants to know what the smell actually was. Sorry, maybe I didn't read that with the right to. Uh, no, 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 no you did. But like, I mean... Like, does he find stray cats and invite them into his home where his cat died and cuddle them? That's what I mean. Like, please love me. If he's if he's approaching sister replacements, what is he doing for cats? Oh my god. Oh dear. Yeah. Dear, that's so problematic. See, like, I on the surface have no issue with online dating, but I could never do it. Like, it's so terrifying. But then you think about it. And meeting strangers in public is is just as terrifying. Like, I don't know. There's no... How are you supposed to meet anyone? Like, I'm so lucky. Like, if I didn't have Josh, I think I'd be single for the rest of my life. <laughs> like, no, you're all gonna kill me. Oh, my God. Yeah. I I have never done the, the online thing, either. You and I agree on that. I just can't. I, I can't. I can't bring myself to go with a stranger somewhere. Yeah, even I know. if it's in a public place, I'd be like, I'm so fumbling and awkward. Like, I'd be like, okay, so this is so weird, and <laughs> then it would just like spiral into this awful thing. Unless they like all the things that I like. <laughs> and even then, <laughs> it's like, oh, so I saw on your profile that you also watched the Gus the Ghostbusters movies three times every Halloween. How interesting! You like Golden it's Girls like- too. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward. Oh my god, it really is. Like, the only way that I could think to break the ice, and you can, you can speak to this, was when, like, when we had co-ops at work, and I'd be like, I'm gonna ask them these five questions and make it this big thing, but this is the only way that I feel like I can get to know this person. Mm. <laughs> Let me just ask you these. <laughs> Do you like this? Do you like this? Do you like this? Okay, cool, we have something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. All right, hit me. Okay. So, um, this, all of my stories I found in an article off of Thought Catalog, which is just like a compilation of a bunch of stories. So they don't have names on it, but, um, here we go. Also, can I add that when I was reading these stories, I was in bed, it was like 11 p.m. And it was just terrifying. Like my heart rate was beating so fast. Oh. Josh is like, what do you, why do you do this to yourself? I'm like, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> For the thrill. <laughs> For the thrill. 
Okay. Uh, so one night after having a few drinks, I came home to my small house where I lived with two other girls, probably around 2.30 a.m. We were all serious students. Um, and when we partied, it was not your, your typical mega rager, whatever the hell that means. More <laughs> like a small get-together with friends. We would often have a few people spend the night, sleep on our furniture or in our beds or, or whatever the case may be. So that night, my roommate had a few uh, had a few people over who I didn't know, and I saw when I returned home that one of them had opted to sleep on the couch from the shadow that I saw there. I didn't turn on the light because I didn't want to wake anyone up. But as I was passing the couch, as I was passing the couch to enter my bedroom, I noticed that the figure was laying really stiff. Oh. He had ju- he just had this weird energy to him. He was lying down, but it was like he was putting all his energy into lying as still and rigid as possible. Oh, I paused and the guy quickly jerked his head to face me without oh. moving his limbs so quickly. It just startled me. I could see his wide eyes glinting in the dark. Figuring that I'd startled him or that he was drunk or maybe some kind of on some kind of stimulant and unable to sleep, I just hurried past into my bedroom and locked the door. That dude made me so nervous and I wasn't taking any chances. Eventually, I fell asleep. Around 4.30 a.m., I woke up. There was a strange sound at the door, almost like someone was drumming their fingers against the wood very quietly. I lay still and listened. There were more quiet sounds, like someone scratching at the door with their fingers, which got louder and louder and louder until it was clear that he was using both hands, scratching as fast and hard as possible. It created an extremely loud and intimidating sound that filled me with fear. I got my cell phone and texted my roommate because I was afraid to make a sound. I texted, your friend is freaking me out. Is he coked out? Can you talk to him? He's banging and scratching on my door. She didn't text me back, probably because she was asleep, so I texted my other roommate to the same effect, covering all my bases. Keeping in mind that the scratching has been going on at this point for a couple minutes straight. I have no idea how he could have sustained it. Scratching a wooden door with your fingernails can't feel good. He also grabbed at the knob and jiggled it super forcefully. Because neither of them answered, I decided to call and really wake them up, though I was scared to make a sound. I know it sounds stupid, but there was something seriously horrifying about being teased like this through the door. I knew that he was trying to terrify me. I felt like a little kid, but I could tell this guy was fucked up or something, and maybe the police needed to be called, and I wanted to loop my roommates in since it was one of their friends. The scratching stopped abruptly, and I called my roommate, who answered sleepily. I said, yo, your your friend is messed up. Can you please deal with it? Do we need to call the cops? He's seriously scaring me, and he's scratching at my bedroom door. It's really fucking weird. She didn't say anything for several seconds, and when she did speak, her voice had no sleepiness in it at all. She said, what friend? Uh, I responded, the fucking guy that was sleeping on the couch. She was quiet again. We didn't have anyone over. (gasps) She said, call the police. My adrenaline surged, and I told her to please lock the bedroom door as quickly as possible. I realized that I hadn't heard scratching in a while, and I had no clue where this dude had gone. Suddenly, I heard a loud banging in the other end of the house where my roommates, Lauren and Monica, shared a bedroom. The bangs were followed by the sound of them screaming in fear. I quickly dialed the police as this maniac proceeded to bang against the luckily locked bedroom door uh, of my two roommates as they screamed. The heaviness of the blows left no doubt that he was trying to break down their door. I told the 911 operator the situation, and she dispatched two squad, two squad cars. Uh, the police here were generally used to peeling drunks off sidewalks and breaking up brawling frat bros. This was a really serious, this was really serious and strange. And I think the dispatcher got the sense from my tone, how terrified I was. And she stayed on the phone with me. At one point, the banging stopped and everything was quiet for a while. I talked to the dispatcher and suddenly looked down to see that the guy had slipped his fingers (gasps) through the one inch gap between my door and the floor. And it was just kind of waggling them around, making this weird growling sound. 
Oh my god! I Stop screamed. On them. I screamed and backed away, which is my biggest regret about this situation. Since when I look back, it would have been so awesome just to stomp the shit out of those fingers. Yeah, girl. <laughs> when the cops rolled up, I heard running and the sound of our sliding glass door opening and closing, and then he was gone. The cops never caught him. Mm. He had broken in through our side door by jimmying the lock somehow. My door was covered in what turned out to be huge gouges he'd made using a pair of scissors when he just. Dis- which he discarded on the ground before he left. What terrifies me most about this is that I walked right past him. I looked him right in the face. I realize now that he was not trying to sleep or on drugs, but he was lying so stiff like that because he was hiding. He probably heard me open the door and freaked out because he hadn't realized there was another girl living there. He tried to blend into the couch and into the darkness. Fuck. Fuck that guy. (laughs) Oh, I don't. I don't. I don't like the fingers under the doors. No. Like, what are you? What are you? What are you hoping to get? Like, what is that? What is that achieve? <laughs> what, wait, what? Candy. I don't know. <laughs> Give me your candy. I'll leave you alone. But that also, and I've told you this before. Like, my mom would say, uh, <laughs> "I'm I'm the young." You already know what I'm going to say. I'm the youngest of three siblings. Like, I was the baby, so I mean, like, mom with three kids. She just wants to have a 20 minute fucking bubble bath to herself. <laughs> and <laughs> here I am, like a three year old, jamming my fat little sausage fingers under the door, going, "Mama, mama." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, just get these kids away from me. <laughs> God, just let me shit in peace. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, th- I mean, like, that's a super scary thing. And I'm sure, like, we both went to, uh, like, post-secondary where we had to live elsewhere for a while. Like, my final year, I was lucky before that because my sister had found a really good place. So I ended up renting there after I was out of residence and then she left. So she had kind of already laid the groundwork and made sure no one was psycho type thing. But in my last year, I rented a townhouse with four guys I'd never met before. Holy shit. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) it's just so scary. And I forgot, but Oh (laughs) yeah, no, it's just like, you think about, Oh, it's so simple. Like, whatever. I'm just renting a townhouse. It's like, oh, my God. The scariest shit can happen. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. And it's like, oh. Like, in those situations, like, to this girl's point, it's like, oh, you have roommates. Like, they have friends you don't necessarily know. Yeah. So people come and go, and, like, you hear the sounds of, like, doors opening or whatever, and you're like, oh, it's just whatever. It's just, like, Victor and his girlfriend coming home after dinner or, like, whatever. But you don't even know who's home, who's in their room, because the doors are always closed. Like, it's it's so much easier to write shit off. Yeah. 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 Just live alone. Just live in the woods. For, for live alone. And, like, have life alerts in every corner of your house. And stuff some shit under your door so you can't be disturbed by toddlers or killers. <laughs> <laughs> Just get, like, a pool noodle. And then cut a slit in it and then, like, jam it under the door like you would baby-proofing a table. Yeah. This yeah. Is, <laughs> just another one of our sitting crooked Pinterest uh, <laughs> DIYs. Hashtag life hacks or something. Something about, <laughs> yeah, with your glue-preserved ladybugs and your decorated <laughs> coffins. <laughs> 
how to prevent fingers from getting under your door. We really should like write write articles like that, but be completely serious. <laughs> And, like, post them on Pinterest and see what happens. And, like, the people who are of our nature will be like, oh, my God, it's so fucking funny. And other people will be like, oh, my God, why would you do that to the ladybug? This is so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yep. I have two more for you. Okay. I have maintenance man went through my underwear drawer. No. Or creepy guy follows girl on bus. 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 <laughs> Oh, okay. This one's called Pleasant Conversation Turns Dark. Oh, Mouse 18. Okay. (laughs) I feel like they deserve credit for their creepy, terrible things that have happened to them. Yeah, and I don't know if these are like the Reddit trolls and they're just like writing these terrible stories. Mm. Like, I don't know. I don't question these people. I just we will suspend. Yeah, we'll suspend judgment and just assume that these are real. Uh, A little backstory: I was about sixteen at the time, and I rode the public bus uh, to and from school. This particular day, I dumped some special effects makeup before the end of my classes, so I had fake blood running down my face, and I couldn't be bothered to take it off before leaving school. Pause. Pause. So. Josh's mom hosts these big Halloween parties every year. And when I was like super close with his younger sister, I would attend these Halloween parties and obviously dress up. Mm -hmm. So when I was probably about the same age, like 15 or 16, I dressed up as Carrie for Halloween. Yeah. So like I literally put on my prom dress and my crown and shit stood in their bathtub and like Josh and the sister just poured blood all over me. <laughs> and over the night it dried and these Halloween parties ran so late and I usually just slept over. So I slept over and my hair was still like caked in fake blood and it was still on my face and everything. So I just put on my sweatpants and walked home because it was like a five minute walk from my house. <laughs> so I'm walking home at like 11 a.m. the next day covered in <laughs> and people were just like slowing down in their cars looking at me like i really hope no one calls the cops (laughs) are you okay did anybody stop you no what a bunch of bastards but like it was the day right after halloween so they must have figured it was a costume but that is the perfect time to strike if you're a killer well it's like that episode of the office when creed comes in covered in blood and it's halloween and he was like oh that worked out Oh, okay sorry continue so she had done how uh special effects makeup so she's covered in blood yeah girl covered in blood getting on the bus now i knew as soon as i was boarding my bus people would stare ask questions so i wasn't surprised surprised in this man who looked to be in his mid-30s she's 16 just throwing that back out there uh started asking about the makeup the conversation was normal at first just the usual oh wow did you do that to yourself kind of stuff that kind of stuff (laughs) you know the usual um i answered the questions as i normally would and expected the conversation to be done and over with um boy was i wrong this man uh he mentioned his name was joe uh started steering the conversation into strange territory asking me if i had a boyfriend to which i lied and said i did good girl um he then proceeded to ask if my boyfriend liked the makeup and if i was on my way to see him now I again lied and said, yes, he likes my makeup, and yes, I was going to see him, trying to get Joe to believe someone was expecting me. The conversation died down for a bit until he said, 
you know, you remind me a lot of my sister. What's with the sisters? Oh my god. I don't know, man. It just it worked out. Stop <laughs> fucking your sisters. <laughs> oh my god. Um uh you remind me a lot of my sister, he said with a grin. I just smiled in response, not really knowing what to say. Uh after not hearing anything from me, Joe continued. My sister was kind of a bitch. She was always lying about her parents, and I had fantasies about breaking her jaw. Now this point her parents. What? Wouldn't they have the same parents? Oh, did I say her? It says our. Oh, oh, okay, okay, sorry. Lying about our parents. Uh, Lying about me to our parents, sorry. Oh, oh, okay. Um, (laughs) It's like lying about who our parents were, like, I'm adopted. I like how that (laughs) caught your attention, but the fantasies about breaking her jaw was like, I don't have siblings, so I don't know. inconsistent detail, how dare you? Yeah. You okay, sorry. That's okay. Uh, now, at this point, I was terrified. My bus stop was still another 20 minutes away, and I just wanted to be out of that situation. Seeing what he said made me un- uh, seeing that what he said made me uncomfortable, he switched the subject, telling me about where he worked and what he does there. I just nodded along to what he was saying, remaining silent the entire time. Closer to my bus stop, he says to me, why don't you come to my house? I have a freezer full of pizza and ice cream, and maybe we can hang <laughs> out for a while. I have a freezer full of people and some ice cream. <laughs> people? Did I say people? I meant pizza. No, no, no. You said pizza, but you said, like, you made no. the plus sound, and I just assumed it was going to be people. I know. People pizza. Yeah. The new way to pizza. The new pineapple. Oh. <laughs> uh, you either hate it or you love it. That's right. People. <laughs> the other white me. I don't know. In uh, Soviet it, Russia, pineapple puts people on pizza. Yeah, pineapple people. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to uh, stop interrupting you. That's okay. No, I enjoy it. I just have to... I, I keep scrolling faster than I'm reading, which is a problem. <laughs> uh, I, have, I have pizza and ice cream in my freezer. You should come over to my house. Yes. Uh, to which I politely declined saying that my boyfriend was expecting me. Uh, finally, I get to my bus stop and quickly get off the bus, speed walking all the way home, all the while calling a friend to inform them of what happened. Things were fine for a bit after that. I switched my bus route so I wouldn't run into him again. But one afternoon, uh, I had to go to a store that was on my old route. I was nervous about getting on that bus again, but was happy when I didn't see Joe. I did my shopping, and as I was leaving the store, I saw him standing out by the door, staring at me. The second I was out of the doors, he walked over to me, a grin on his face, and wrapped his arms around me. Uh, I pulled away from him, telling him I was very busy and I had to go. He then asked, well, what are you doing? I have time. I can tag along. Uh, He was very persistent, uh, and I was saying that I couldn't. No, no, sorry. I was very persistent, saying that I really couldn't. I had to go, and I walked away, heading to a uh, a neighboring store that I knew would be busy. Sure enough, Joe followed. I ignored him as I made my way down a heavily populated makeup aisle, keeping my attention on some cheap lipsticks in hopes that he'd get the hint and leave me alone. Excuse me, I was wrong. Joe reached over my shoulder, grabbing a red red lipstick as he leaned in close and whispered, This color would look gorgeous on you. I can't wait to see you wearing it. Uh, I thought thought he was going to say, My sister used to wear this. (laughs) Right? (laughs) She wore it when I broke her fucking jaw. Ugh. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, he then placed the lipstick in my basket and walked away, leaving the store. <laughs> I remained in the store for about 20 minutes after he left, afraid to leave and make the walk home. After I mustered up the courage, I put the lipstick back, put away the basket, and called a friend to stand in line with me until I made it home. Now, I don't know if he followed me home or not, but I can't say 
after that day, uh, the motion detector porch lights started coming on at night and they started hearing knocks at my bedroom window. No. Thankfully, I moved shortly after and haven't seen him since. Oh my god. I know, right? Oh. <laughs> I too read these in bed. Oh my god. Oh. No, yeah. don't like that. No. Because <laughs> I was like, okay, like, yeah, that's kind of weird. Maybe this guy, like, maybe he's got something going on and he's just not all there and then when she mentions like the the porch light i was like oh yeah no that's so creepy and like things like um motion lights it was happening to us for a while because josh put one on our garage yeah but like because of the way our house is set up the uh one of our front rooms that like faces the front of the house the window lines up perfectly with our bedroom door so you can see straight out so if like Someone drives by, like, you can see their headlights and that sort of thing. And this thing kept going off. And Josh would, like, get up each time because we're like, is it an animal setting it off? Is it a person? Like, what's going on? And it's one of those things because, like, you want to write it off. But in her situation, it was like, yeah, how many of those times were this guy? Yeah. And, like, she's 16, too. Like, she's still... Oh yeah, she's only sixteen. Yeah, I I was picturing like university, like oh yeah, you're li- like you're living by yourself or whatever. Yeah. Oh god. Ugh. See, that's the other creepy thing, like especially when it comes to well, even if you're driving, um, and you have experience with this, like you don't want to go to your house because you're well, you want to because you're like oh safety, but you also don't want to lead the person to where you live, but like you have to go home eventually. Yeah. Oh, so, God. Like, what worst. do you do? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Like, I always thought about that whenever I pissed somebody off in traffic. I mean, like, there was the other... I think I mentioned on the podcast before the weird, creepy white van, and I think that's what you're you're referencing. Yes. But, like, whenever I pissed somebody off in traffic and they followed me home, like, or followed me, yeah. I, I turned down my street. I'm like, oh, no, oh, no, mistake, mistake. <laughs> and I just kept circling my neighborhood, like, just my block. Yeah. And, like, okay, maybe he'll just get the hint and go away, and he eventually did. But then I, like, ended up driving for another 20 minutes and then mm. came back because I'm like, I, ah. <laughs> yeah. Well, my parents aren't home, and I just learned how to drive. <laughs> so something I learned somewhat recently, which will... So one of my stories kind of relates to, like, car stuff and being followed. Um, okay. And something I re- learned recently was, like, if you're really scared, just drive to a police station. Oh, that makes the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> I drove to a fucking daycare. I led them to where my children go to daycare. <laughs> Fuck. Cop station makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because if they escalate, the cops that, are right though. there. But what? I guess you don't think about that kind of stuff, though. Because, like, you I don't like until like you hear it. in women to not want to be perceived as, like, hysterical. Yeah. Because if I went to a cop station, my immediate thought... Like, if someone was following me and I was like, okay, well, maybe I should go here. I'd be like, they're going to think I'm crazy. And that's not what, like, that's not how they think. That's not their immediate thought. It's like, okay, are you safe? Whatever. But the first thing that comes to my head is like, oh, God, like, I'm just being paranoid. They're not actually following me. There's no way. Like, it's just silly. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just just do it. Uh, Be the crazy person. (laughs) Shit, I was going to say something. I'm sorry. No, 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 it's okay. It, it was related to what you just said. Uh, hysterical. Hysterectomy. Being hysterical. Police. 
Police with cervixes. Being polite. Cervixes. Going to a police station. Being creepy white man. Shit, I swear it was so good, too. Take it's care. just gone. It's going <laughs> to pop up out of nowhere. <laughs> Ugh. Pizza. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're absolutely right. Like, you, you always want to write it off. And you don't want to be an inconvenience to someone. And, um... Yeah, no, that's that's the last thing you want to do. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Okay. So mine for the mo- my stories for the most part have a theme of in the home. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this story happened about a year ago. I was living with my then boyfriend, now fiance. Yay. <laughs> uh, anyways, we lived in a townhouse in the suburbs, pretty safe area. There had been some robberies and uh, there had been some robberies a couple blocks away, but they weren't common, and I felt pretty safe walking home alone at night, that sort of thing. So one weekend, my boyfriend's brother and his girlfriend and her brother were visiting. We were all just going to chill, have a couple drinks, play video games, and relax. My boyfriend had his LSATs, and after months of hard works. Uh, hard studying he wanted to just relax before the exam unfortunately i ended up getting very very sick it was the worst flu that i'd ever had extremely high fever nausea headache body aches and all that good stuff of course i didn't want to stop i didn't want that to stop my friends from having a good time so they came over anyways and i just stayed in my room they went out to eat before they came over so i was so i was bet oh So I was in bed alone watching TV, feeling like I was dying. I slept on and off. At about 4 p.m. I heard the door open and I figured they were back. But when I called out for my boyfriend, no one came. Even when he was there, he probably wouldn't have heard me. Uh, Oh, even if he was there, he probably wouldn't have heard me though. But I knew he'd come and check on me as soon as he came back. So I assumed I just heard something fall or the neighbors were making noises. So I dismissed it, went back to sleep. I remember I was sleeping on my back. And in deep sleep, I groggily opened my eyes and I thought I saw a figure move across my room. I was so heavily medicated and so sick, I didn't even fully understand what had happened and what that meant. Like I saw like I saw the figure, but it didn't connect in my brain that I may have just seen someone. And, it was, and since it was pretty dark in the room, I thought part of me just thought it was a TV. Finally, at around 7 p.m., everyone came back. They were loud. Amy was very tipsy, and she's very fun when drunk, so there was a lot of laughter. My boyfriend came in to check on me. He brought me soup. He sat and talked to me about his day and uh, as I ate. I asked him to look in the basket under the bed to get a new bottle of aspirin. He had We had a full-size bed, and I had one small basket under the bed where I kept extra pill bottles, toothbrushes, shaving cream, stuff like that. I didn't know it right away, but thank God he looked under the bed. He put his head up. He put his head up and handed me the aspirin, but his facial expression had changed. Like, he lost all color from his face. I didn't think much of it and said, thank you. Uh, and he said, c- c- come on, I- I'm going to take you to the, ba- to the bathroom. He never stutters. I was kind of out of it, but I remember picking uh, up on that. I told him, no, I really don't have to pee and I don't feel like getting up. And he said, no, let's go. I don't want to have to climb back up the stairs just because he needs to pee in 10 minutes. I remember feeling pretty hurt by his words, but I knew he was ultimately right since I just had soup uh, and a uh, soup and half a bottle of water. He walked me downstairs and I couldn't understand why we didn't just go to the bathroom upstairs. But I think I was so sick. I just felt too exhausted to question. He sat me down on the couch. What's going on? I practically whispered this as I was told, although in my head it sounded loud. He took out his phone and his hands were shaking. I asked what was wrong and I will never forget how my heart sunk and I felt like I couldn't breathe when he whispered, there's someone under the bed. (gasps) Amy laughed, so I laughed thinking it was a prank, but it felt serious. My boyfriend's brother suggested we get out of the house, so we did. As we were leaving, we heard a thud upstairs. We quickly left and drove away, then called the police. 
The police came and searched the house, but they didn't find anyone. He must have known we suspected he was there and left. My boyfriend couldn't give any description, only that he saw sneakers, but it was so dark he couldn't really see. The scariest thing that still leaves me on edge is that the police found a knife under the bed. It was a small steak knife, but very dull and rusty. There weren't any killings in the area, so my friends assumed he just wanted a place to sleep. I'm not really sure how we got into our place, but I have some theories. I'm really proud of how my boyfriend handled everything. He's calm. He's a calm, collect person, and I've always assumed he wouldn't be that way in a crisis. I just hope I never see this person again, ever. Oh my god. Under the bed, like, I am so thankful that I don't have an and under the bed because I broke my bed frame. <laughs> so like <laughs> my box spring is just sitting flat on the floor. Oh my God. But like, that makes me think of, I think this is years ago already where they found out that this like 40 year old man was living under a six year old girl's bed for like a month. The fuck? Yeah. Ew, uh, I, I have a story. <laughs> okay. Um, so this is about me. <laughs> this is an Angie story. This isn't something I pulled up the internet. Okay. <laughs> um, just when you mentioned knives under the bed, it, it just went, it was that light bulb moment that we had on Stranger Danger, the first strangening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, my mom's first boyfriend after she divorced my dad, um, we, we moved in with him and his kids. And the way I'm saying it feels like I'm reading it. Uh, and the master bedroom had one of those doors that goes out to the deck. Mm. Like it was, I don't know. I, maybe it was just the type of house that it was, but they, anyway, they had a door in their bedroom and it opened up onto the porch, like the back porch, the back deck thing where our barbecue was and all that. Mm -hmm. So it was always locked and I didn't think anything of it as a kid because whatever, there's a door in the bedroom. That's kind of cool. Like, wow, what a unique thing. What a a nice piece to have in your bedroom. (laughs) So this goes back to, um, I think, I think it was on my favorite murder where they were talking about like finding, like as a kid going through your parents' things and like, like finding something that's just like, it's too much. Like you want to have an adventure and you want to like find something cool that you probably shouldn't see, but it's not like, it's still innocent. Yeah. And then you find their vibrator and you're like, oh no. (laughs) (laughs) Put that right back there. (laughs) Uh, So I was probably playing hide and seek with my stepbrothers and I hid under their bed and I found a fucking knife under their bed. Mm -hmm. And for the longest time, like I couldn't figure out why it was there. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, he's going to kill my mom. Like he never, he wasn't violent or anything. Like we got along very well. Like he was, how, how old are you at this point? Uh, 11. Okay. I think 10 or 11. Okay. Somewhere between 8 and 11. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the timeline of that relationship. So there's that. Um, but yeah. You're, I, I, you're cohabitating with my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Only on weekends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I found this knife. And I, I put it back because I was so afraid that, like, my mom was at work. I think she was working that weekend or she was working nights or something. And it was just, like my stepbrothers and their dad who was home. So I was so afraid that like, if I brought it out, even like young Angie was just like, you need to leave that there and tell your mom later. Like, don't, don't bring it to their attention now because it was on his side of the bed Mm. and his side of the bed was closest to the door. And I kind of pieced it together after like, 
Maybe it was just like the way people keep baseball bats like in the corner. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like yeah. Josh has this um big giant flashlight. It's probably a foot and a half long and it's really heavy. Yeah, yeah. So like if <laughs> if we hear a sound or the friggin' garage light goes off and we're both like what the fuck was that? Then he'll like get dressed and stuff and he'll kind of hold it and balance it on his shoulder. So he'll use it for the light. But if he needs to, he can just swing it forward to like hit someone. Yeah. Mag lights are very, very like innocent. Yeah. Also menacing in that. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's so scary. Like, especially as, as a little kid, you're like, oh my gosh, like, what is this? Because there was already like, my dad was obviously very like against the wounds were still fresh. So Mm. he already didn't like this guy. Didn't yeah. trust him for a bunch of other reasons, right? But I was just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, okay. And then I was really afraid to play, like, to keep playing the game and to, like, be in the house with them because, like, it, it really created a divide because it was like, okay, we're this, like, whatever. We're the outsiders. Yeah. It was, like, this mixed family thing situation that we had going on. And it was fine. And, like, we do things as a family. But then as soon as I found that and I was, like, home alone and isolated without my mom mm-hmm. I was just like oh god this is this is not good and I, I don't think I actually told her about that I was just gonna ask what you ended up doing I don't know I mean she listens to the podcast so I was just gonna, gonna say <laughs> <laughs> she'll she'll let me know and be like oh my god I, like, I really hope it's not a- that was my knife <laughs> <laughs> that was just in case <laughs> I was gonna kill him oh my god <laughs> well as long as it wasn't meant for me I don't really care <laughs> My bedroom is right beside theirs. <laughs> mm, but but yeah, like I, I I don't actually know what came out of that, but it was still it's one of those things that I think back on. I'm like, oh man, that's really freaking creepy. Because it wasn't like the other knives in our like most yeah, people have like a knife set, right? Yeah, it's like a kitchen knife. It was like no, it's, it a, was real like a, good- <laughs> it's a real knife. It's a real knife. It was an eight inch under the bed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. I've I've always been really thankful. Like even my twin bed when I was uh, growing up, it had drawers under it, so there like there was no under the bed. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. 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 <sighs> Poltergeist. <That's all> <laughs> <I'm gonna> <laughs> okay. Uh, it's really short, so I won't I won't uh, belabor your ears. <laughs> no, labor um, labor my ears. <laughs> titillate me and labor my ears (laughs) all right um so i used to rent a one-bedroom apartment alone not the nicest place but it was my first place and i was proud of it we had a lot of rain at one point and i noticed a leak develop uh in my bedroom ceiling in the corner of my bedroom ceiling Uh, i called to have the maintenance guy come and check it so my ceiling didn't fall through or something you're in an apartment it's not gonna happen (laughs) um sorry i'm not gonna criticize you (laughs) <laughs> random stranger from reddit who i don't have your name what do you mean uh, the maintenance the maintenance person isn't gonna come check it out no it's not gonna happen no how's the ceiling gonna fall through in an apartment i don't know why wouldn't it i don't know it's apartment building how does that oh i guess water <laughs> runs through the wall <laughs> <I don't... laughs> there's no roof for it <laughs> she lives in the sky <laughs> <laughs> castle in the sky yep there's my blonde moment for the day. Um, right. No, it's we, okay. We all get one. I did it to myself. 
Uh, <laughs> just the asshole who questioned you. you. You actually asked for this, though. You told me to labor your ears. <laughs> <laughs> so it's really your fault. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, yeah, wanted maintenance to come so our ceiling didn't fall through somehow. <laughs> uh, now, the important detail is that I worked ni- uh, a night shift as a registered nurse. So I got home one morning and went to bed. Apparently, the maintenance man knocked. I uh, didn't get an answer and came in. I wasn't thinking to expect him, and he ended up coming into my room to check out the leak. I had a fan running, and I was all covered up in bed. I was a little creeped out. He was coming into my room when I was in a vulnerable state, but I figured he would just look at the leak and leave. Uh, I lay there quietly and hear him come in and start moving in my dresser that was under the leak. I figured, hey, he's he's trying to get a better look. (laughs) And then I realized I hear drawers opening and closing. I start panicking. He walks around to my bedside table and opens up the drawers. He then opens up the closet and starts looking in. At this point, I'm in full panic mode, but I need to—I need him to know that I'm there and I know what he's doing. Uh, I pop out from under my covers and freak him out. I, I stupidly apologize for being in bed, and he started around trying to say that he was just looking at the leak. Thankfully, he vamoosed out of there, but understandably... <laughs> I felt super violated and scared out of my mind. He didn't steal anything that I knew of, but he went through my drawers and I figured if he did that and I caught him, he probably did it all. He probably did it all the time. Excuse me. Uh, I called my brother a cop uh, and he helped me call the correct apartment so I could make a statement. The guy denied the whole thing and the apartment complex didn't do anything. So I was rightfully scared about staying there, but thankfully I never saw him again anywhere near my apartment. Needless to say, the next apartment I had was a locked community with maintenance, fingerprint, access to keys. Wow. Yeah. Like, I don't like that the apartment building didn't do anything. Yeah, no kidding. Like. They were in on it. Yeah, they were getting all the panties. Tell us about our panties. (laughs) Find some spare change in that side drawer. (laughs) (laughs) God. Yeah, like, good. Just, nah. So that reminds me of a story I didn't include in today's package, but I kind of like read through it and was like, oh, don't like that. But it was super long, but I'll, I'll give you the, the headlines. Yeah. Um, so this this guy, uh, they were in a house and it was like a young adult son or whatever. And he wanted cable or something in his room. So basically they bought this. I'm so not a tech person. They bought this thing, like a router for cable, basically, so he can steal what's downstairs like Like a a range extender like like a wireless thing yeah i don't know so he hooked it up to his tv and he was kind of fiddling with and it wasn't really working but then he got static and he was like okay we're getting somewhere but then when the image came through it was of a bedroom and he was like that's not even in our house like where is this so he like called his family over and we're like what is this so they kind of watched it on and off trying to figure out what the deal was and they're like oh maybe it's like uh a husband trying to catch his wife cheating or something like that so he like put a video camera in the bedroom or like maybe it was just a couple filming themselves having sex like something like that um but the more they watched it they found like it was they figured out it was their neighbor's house um and their neighbors were having a bunch of work done and they had so they had contractors in and out and stuff and at the at the end of the day they found that this guy this like plumber dude going through their drawers and like sniffing the wife's panties and that sort of stuff and they figured out it's because he put some sort of like 
um, meter reader or something on the wall, but he put a camera behind it. Oh. And he hooked it up so he could watch it. Like he ended up having um, a station wagon or something that he would park outside the house with full tinted windows every single night. And he would watch the feed. Oh. Yeah. I don't understand the sniffing panties thing. I don't like, I, no, we don't smell clean. good. Oh, well, yeah, I know. But I, okay. I can, there are some things that like you, whatever, that's your thing. Okay, fine. But like when they're clean, isn't that like defeating the whole purpose? Like, aren't you trying to get a scent? Sheet. I don't know. <laughs> you know when animals get a scent and their face gets all jerky? Yeah. Look yeah. that, <laughs> that I can almost understand. It's, it's weird to me, but I, I can understand it. That's because we take it for granted, Angie. We we sniff our vag stank all the time. Oh yeah. <laughs> Sweaty couple of days. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah, no, I'm I'm with you <laughs> on the clean laundry front. Or maybe they're just like they're so desperate that they'll like they'll take what they can get, kind of. Or sometimes you never know. Maybe it's like, oh, I like like the same way some people associate perfumes with certain people. Ugh. It's just like this is like this item is just part of their scent, like the laundry detergent they use, even and like, like that's just part of what they smell like. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Not not trying to justify the panty stickers, no. but no, no, <laughs> no, no. I mean, like it's fine if it's consensual, but like, uh. yeah. I don't know, man. Don't go through my things. I don't want to. And this, like, both of these things go back to a conversation we had, I think, in the first Stranger Danger episode, which was, like, common jobs with troubling opportunities. (laughs) Troubling opportunities. Opportunities. Dang it, Jenna. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Ugh. Yep. Contractor would be one of them. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, because you can like build whatever you want and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't well, that that's what? Uh, what's this? Oh no, he was a landscaper, Bruce MacArthur. Same, same thing. It's like a, it's like same a concept. Yeah, yeah. It's like a contractor for your backyard. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Same thing. <laughs> oh my god! All right, um, hit me. <laughs> okay, so. This story has to do with the car thing that I was talking about before. Oh, yeah. Uh, Okay, so I had just gotten off work, and it was about 1.30 a.m. My car was running on fumes, so I stopped at a local gas station to fill up. While I was pumping gas, a woman about my age approached me, looking nervous and scared. She said that she had been at her boyfriend's house and that they had had a fight. She walked to the gas station to use the payphone and call a friend to pick her up. On her way to the station, a car pulled up as she was walking, and the guys inside started catcalling and harassing her. With a slight movement of her head, she indicated a car that was parked off to the side by the gas station dumpsters. I saw a large, light green car, like a Caddy or a Lincoln, with at least two or three shadowy figures inside. She said that they had threatened her, and she was too scared to call her friend and wait. The woman was neat, well-dressed, and didn't seem high or drunk or anything like that. She just seemed really nervous and freaked out, so I didn't even hesitate. I finished pumping my gas and told her to hop in the car that I'd take her home. At that time, on a weeknight, there was little traffic, so I booked it right out of the gas station and asked her where she lived. She kept twisting around in the seat to see if the car was behind us, and when I asked her to put her seatbelt on, she ignored me and kept looking for the car. I assumed she was just that scared. 
A few blocks down the road, however, I noticed she was looking around the car and she started asking me about money. Where's your purse? Where's your bag? I need money. You need to give me some money. My stomach sank. I have this woman in my car and now she's going to fucking rob me. Fuck. But when I thought about it, robbery just didn't really make any sense. I was driving a 1985 Chevette, affectionately nicknamed Shitbox, and I was wearing my work clothes, which uh, included a ratty t-shirt and jeans with combat boots. So I didn't really look like the type of person who had a lot of cash primarily because, well, I wasn't a person with a lot of cash. She twisted around in the seat again and started yelling, there they are, there they are. She didn't sound scared at, uh, scared at all anymore, though. I checked the rear view, and sure enough, the light green car is right behind me. She started cackling and bouncing up and down in the seat. My boys are going to fuck you up, bitch. They're going to fuck you up. Ah. She's laughing like crazy, opening the glove box, looking in the back for a bag or purse, telling me all the messed up shit these guys are planning to do to me. Now... If I had been smart, I would have just driven to the police station. Actually, if I had been very smart, I would have called the cops from the gas station and waited with her until they arrived. That, uh, that would have been the intelligent thing to do. Unfortunately, none of this crossed my mind until later. In the moment, I just got really, really, really fucking angry. I realized three key things all at once. One, there was an intersection up ahead with cars on either side waiting to cross, and the light had just turned yellow. Two, I had a spare box cutter that, that I kept for work under the driver's seat side door compartment. Three, the crazy bitch still hadn't put on her seatbelt. I didn't think. I floored it and passed under the yellow light just as it turned red. I glanced back to see if the green car was still behind me, but the cross traffic at the intersection had started to move and they hadn't caught up. The bitch started yelling. I slammed on the brakes as hard as I could and she hit the dash uh, and windshield with a solid and viciously satisfying crack. When she rebounded to the passenger seat, I had the box cutter in her face and was screaming some serious batshit crazy stuff. I can't remember exactly what I said, but it was along the lines of get the fuck out, get the fuck out of my car before I cut your face off and make you eat it. The, <laughs> uh, the crazy screaming and box cutter combo worked. She grabbed blindly at the handle and popped the door open and I started shoving and punching her until she tumbled out onto the door tumbled out the door onto the curb. I stomped on the gas, got to the next turn, and squealed around it with the passenger door still open. I made a few more turns because I was afraid that green car might catch up to me. After a little while, I stopped to close the passenger door, and then I cut across town and got onto the highway to go home. I was on the highway for about five minutes before the shake started. I pulled off to the shoulder to calm down and get my shit together, and then I drove home. I told my older sister... Uh, everything that happened and she wrapped me in a tight bear hug while simultaneously yelling at me about how fucking stupid I was for not going to the police. I've never been so glad to be yelled at in my life. Wow. Yeah. That's like, uh, the box girl thing. The one we, the, the recording that never was. Ah, yes. Catherine something. Yeah. Box. Yeah. Boxy McBox. Um, but it's like, <sighs> Like, you always hear about those stories where, like, they, they start, not innocent, but, like, some stories it's like, oh, right off the bat, I had a weird feeling. And then other stories, it's like, oh, normal, normal, normal. And then that feeling when something happens in your stomach turns and you think, oh, fuck, this is not what I thought it was. Yeah. That is just, like, the worst. Ugh. Especially uh, when it's, like, I mean, it's mostly, like, preying on innocence, but, like, she just wanted to help her. Yeah. Which is, yeah, which is so sad because like, especially with social media and stuff, you read all these things of like, 
oh, I have no faith in humanity anymore. Like, no one helped this poor person. Blah, 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 blah. It's like, well, because people are dicks. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying never help, help other people, but just trust your gut as much as you can and yeah. try and... And it's understandable why you wouldn't. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's unfortunate, but it, it it's true. Like, so, we're um, number one. Yeah, no, exactly. So this is so this one is um, actually where I thought about like, oh, you should just drive to the police station. That makes complete sense. Um, mm-hmm. But I've told you this before. Ever since I saw that stupid urban legends when I was like four about the guy being in the back seat uh, while Ooh. driving. Yeah, yeah. So I was reading some like list of police tips. I don't know if it was real police tips because some people just post shit that they think. And say it's from the police, but I thought it it made a lot of sense. So they were like, if someone's in like the backseat of your car, basically if they get into your car um, and they like demand you money or for you to drive a certain place, like whatever, um, they said most likely they're not wearing a seatbelt because they need like to be able to move and stuff. So don't give them your wallet or anything like that because all they're going to do is like grab it and get out of the car instead you should floor into the nearest freaking object. Like if there's a big tree by you, just fucking ram that tree with your car as hard as you can. Wow. Because like your airbags will save you. A car can be replaced. Your life can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, and like them being, especially in like the back seat and not wearing a seatbelt, like they're going to suffer some serious injuries if you hit it hard enough. Mm-hmm. So at that point you can get out of your car and run away or find someone or like that sort of thing. And they're like, not even going to have their whereabouts yet. Oh yeah. Like some movie shit. Yeah. And I was like, huh, that's smart. Yeah. Except that one time it like breaks both your legs and you're like, well now we're both fucked. (laughs) But even then, at least if like there's a car crash, someone is more likely to call the police too. Yeah, that's true. Or like stop and be like, hey, are you okay? Like when even when I went into the ditch and I live in like the middle of fucking nowhere, four people stopped and we're like, are you okay? Do you need help? Aw. So if someone sees you drive into a tree, <laughs> the cops are getting called. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. That should be another episode idea. Like police tips? Pro tips. Yeah. I agree. Right. Like go ahead. Uh no, there was, it was just fiddle faddle. <laughs> like, I don't, I think that's a great idea. We should totally do that. Um, but I'll spoil one more unrelated to driving. I read this thing a while back, like years ago, and it stuck with me. And it basically said, if it's the middle of the night and you hear a baby crying and it sounds like it's outside your house, lock all of your fucking doors and call the police. God. Because apparently... This is one of the, I don't know how true it is, but it's like, this is what they do. The big they is they will um, have a recording of a baby crying because women are more likely to respond to a baby crying. And you think like, oh no, like what's wrong? Like someone dropped a baby outside or I don't know, like your instinct is to like go help the innocent. Um, So it's a way for you to at least like, if you don't go outside, at least to like open the door or open a window or turn on a light, like something like that to investigate. Uh, and then that's the person's in. Every time you tell me that story or that, that 
thing. thing, whatever it is, I always get goosebumps. Right? Like, it's just, oh, it, it preys on the most, um, one of the most basic, like, human instincts, at least for a woman. Yeah. It, it, oh, yeah, no, that, that makes me sick. Ugh. Don't like that. Cry it out. Just let them, just let them cry it out. <laughs> they gotta get used to it. They gotta learn how to self-soothe on oh. your driveway. <laughs> in the dead of January. <laughs> in the bushes. Self-soothing in the bushes. Oh my god. Lock your doors. <laughs> Teach them life lessons. <laughs> hey, when if if I was flipping my shit as like a three-year-old, my mom would put me on the porch and be like, okay, you don't live here anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah. Just because then like the corner. <laughs> Well, because, like, as a kid, your first instinct is, like, oh, my God, I'm not at home. Like, you're, it just, like, snaps you. Because I had, like, some rage issues as a kid. It just snaps you out of your mode because you go immediately to, like, oh, my God, I don't live at home anymore. Like, I need to get back outside. Like, your priority changes. Yeah. Because, yeah. I don't know. Um, do you have another story? Um, I actually do. It's really, really, it's, like, a two-second weird thing. Okay, that's good. I, ha- I have one more I can share also, so go for it. All right. I was in my apartment making lunch last weekend, and there was a knock on my door. I had just uh, I recently just had friends over, so I thought they left something and came back. So I opened the door without checking the people. Don't do that. F. Uh, <laughs> uh, I opened it, and there was a lady looking like she was in her 50s, uh, wearing a black trench coat, black glasses, a black hat, and earplugs. Earplugs? Like, yeah. <laughs> I know. I was like, okay, this uh, this sounds fake until the earplugs. Uh, she asked me what time it was in a really annoyed voice. Uh, then if I had school that day and what day it was. I answered the questions, though I was kind of weirded out. She shook her, uh, shook my hand, said have a blessed day and left. It really freaked me out and I still have no idea what it was about. So, like, I don't and know. And that's it? There's that's no it. follow-up? No, there's no follow-up. That was just it. Oh, that's upsetting. Yeah, like, but, see, the thing is, like, I don't know if some of these stories that, like, I've pulled from the internet, and this might be me reading into it too much, but if it's, like, these people are genuinely mentally ill, or if it's, like, no, they're just, they're just very, like, made-up stories. I don't know. Mm -hmm. So. Well, the, well, the other thing is, like, um, you know, as much as we'd like to think that our memories are perfect, <laughs> yeah. they aren't. Yeah. So if it's a, oh, I remember this happening as a kid, like there may have been a clear contextual clue that would have made it made sense. But as a kid, you don't necessarily pick up on that stuff. Like knives so, under the bed. Yeah. So like it does <laughs> skew stories a little bit, but I can't think of a context in which that would be okay. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. How old was this person? Did it say? No. Well, old enough to live on their own. Oh, oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. The weirdest thing that ever happened to me was somebody, like, approached me in a Chapters, like a, a bookstore. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if Chapters is a thing in the U.S. A bookstore. And they just kept going on and on and on about um, whatever that actor is who played uh, Tony Soprano. Yeah. Because he, I guess he died, and she's like, you think the mob wasn't behind that? You think the mob didn't know? And I was like, <laughs> what? And all I wanted to do, like, I was I was on vacation, I lived in Toronto, and I was right beside this, like, massive bookstore, and all I wanted to do was, like, wander for a couple hours, and then fucking, 
Mafia Magoo just decided to come up to me and start talking to me about what's his tits and how his death was suspicious. And I'm like, I don't, like, yeah, I don't know. You got, you can't trust those Italians. <laughs> and she's like, you don't know the half of it. It's <laughs> like, oh my god, what? A, just shut up and walk away. And I had oh my, my headphones god. in, and like, that's just that is like the international symbol of signal of like, leave me the fuck alone. Like, I don't yeah. want to interact with you. But nope, nope. She had to tell me all about the mob and their plans. I've never had like a creepy, strange encounter like that. I've only had um, the borderline exorcism, which I've told you about. Yeah. Uh, and like, I've had people in public places that clearly, like, I don't like the interactions. They're talking too much, but it's very clear that they're doing it just because, like, they don't have anyone in their life. Like, they just need socialization yeah it's never been super creepy yeah. um but even then it's like please stop talking to me yeah like i don't i don't want to but i remember being a kid and being like home alone or even if because my brother's like 10 years older than me so even if he was in the basement doing his thing so he was technically there babysitting me yeah. um and it's like after school my parents are at work or whatever if the doorbell rang or someone knocked on the door, I would just freeze in fear. Aww. Because, like, when you're a kid, it's it's drilled into you. Like, don't answer the door. Like, don't answer the door if someone's not home. Like, da-da-da-da-da, right? So someone would knock on the door and it would immediately be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And I would, like, turn the TV off and just pretend I wasn't home. And I would just <laughs> be frozen in fear the entire time. Yes. And sometimes if it persisted... I would sneak around. It's hard to explain without like knowing the layout of my parents' house, but I would, it was tough because we had like a window panel to the left side of the front door. So like if you walked across, the person could like peek into the house or whatever if they wanted to. So I had to very skillfully kind of slither to the other side of the house so I could look at them from the living room windows, which they, the just the way things were angled, like I would kind of be able to see them, but they wouldn't be able to see me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was usually just like the paper boy or something, <laughs> but still, I just, I just remember that like heart in my stomach fear when someone knocked on the door and it was like, what are your intentions? Oh my God. It was yeah. like, did we talk about, I think we might've talked about this on the last stranger danger, but like when your parents would like pull into a driveway to turn around. Yeah, we did talk about that. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I was never like scared. I was just like, they're gonna get mad. Like the people, like, is this allowed? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I thought they'd come out and yell at us. I'm like, it would be a thing. Like I didn't that, think that we'd it, be harmed, but I thought we'd get yelled at. Yeah, which is like the worst thing when you're seven years old that could possibly happen is you get yelled at. Yeah. Um, shit. What was I about to say? Oh, that and like when I got older, it, it was more annoying than anything else. Is there would be like certain weeks in the summer where all the Jehovah's witness people would be going door to door <laughs> and trying to save people's souls and stuff. Yeah. Um, so that got annoying really fast. Oh man. We had a couple of those when, when my son was little and like, they come and be like, Oh, I see you have a family. I'm like, uh Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh Oh, <laughs> what? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't live here. This isn't my baby. I stole it. It's not mine. I promise. <laughs> Tell your gods. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. I know. Uh, I know Josh and his sister answered the door to one of those once. And like, 
his sister's not very good at like shutting down those types of situations. So she was like talking to them and like in her head thinking like, Oh my God, just leave. Um, But they were like asking her questions and stuff and she was answering and basically they were like, Oh, you like, you have, you know, a dark soul, like you need to be saved and bup it up. And of course she was wearing like a band t-shirt of some band that they didn't approve of and their Satan's music and da, 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 da. They approve of anything, so these people don't celebrate birthdays. Yeah. Like. <laughs> yeah, it's like no, it's like no birthdays and holidays and stuff. It's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know, man. That's weird. Just don't know. Damn. Okay, so my last story is another house one. Uh, okay, so this whole thing began maybe two months ago. At an aunt's party, my sister comes up to me and says that she thinks someone has been coming into her her house in the middle of the night. My sister has always been easily scared, though, so I was skeptical at first. I asked her how she knew someone had been in the house, whether she'd actually seen someone, and she told me that she hadn't seen anyone, but that she said she knows for a fact that someone was in her house. She then went on to explain that she has a skybox downstairs that streams to her bedroom television. The first time it happened, she said she heard the TV was being used, so she turned on her TV in her bedroom, and she saw that someone was flicking through the channels. I still didn't really buy what she was saying, though, but she did seem genuinely afraid. She claimed it had been going on for about three months on and off. So to put her mind at ease, I told her I'd stay at her place for a few nights and wait to see if anyone comes in. I took my younger brother along just to be safe. In all, we stayed at her place for about four nights, and in those four nights, nothing unusual happened. Me and my brother were convinced she was going crazy. Me and my brother decided we had stayed long enough and told her that we had to go home, and she got extremely upset with us. I reassured her and told her to call the police the next time it happened. She had called the police once before about the guy and they turned up to find that no one was in the house. I said she should call me anytime and she wanted and then I left for work. Two days later, 11.30pm and claimed he was downstairs in her house right now. I asked her how she knew and she said he's walking around the house uh, and she was whispering and crying. I knew she wasn't making this up. I could just tell it from her voice. I called my brother and told him to meet me at her house. I was on the phone with her the entire time I was on her way. I live about 10 minutes away. When I got there, my brother was parked up outside. We both went to the back of the house. And while I was still on the phone with my sister, we saw the first floor of the house was lit solely by the TV in the living room. As we approached the patio door, we saw that a man was sitting on the couch facing us. We were frozen solid. And my sister noticed that we went quiet and started asking what was wrong and if we could see him. I told her to stay quiet and that we had it uh, had it covered. Then I hung up and called the police to explain the situation. The guy hadn't moved from the couch at all. The TV turned off while we were waiting for the cops, and me and my brother majorly freaked out when that happened. We couldn't see anything downstairs, and then the hallway light turned on, meaning someone was on the stairs. We opened the patio door and ran up the stairs and caught the guy with his ear to my sister's door. Oh. We kicked the shit out of him and got my sister out of the house. He had a knife in his coat pocket. The cops came maybe 10 minutes later, uh, which is fucking outrageous. He turned. It turns out that the guy was one of our mom's old boyfriends who had lived with us for a while in the 90s. God he'd damn always, it! <laughs> he'd always been fond of my sister, but we had never suspected it to be him. He hadn't contacted any of us for nearly a decade. My sister has moved back in with my mom and is undergoing therapy to get over what had happened. Our stepdad, as he liked to call himself, was given three years in prison and we're doing our best to cut all ties with this man. Wow. Yeah. Maybe he was trying to kill me. 
<laughs> you oh. little shit, stop eating my kids' Oreos. <laughs> that was my bag of chips. Whoa, that's... Ooh. There's something really unsettling about a TV on in a black room. Like and even just I, driving by a house that have like houses that have those big open like bay windows. Yeah. And like seeing that it's just a TV on, it always freaked me out as a kid. I love that because I just watched what they were watching. Yeah, but I don't know. Look so, at the bigger picture though. It's just why? Why are all the lights off? Okay, so I've innocently been on the other side of that um situation. <laughs> You've been the one with the knife creeping on someone? <laughs> kind of. Um so Ellie, my rescue pup, uh, yes, you, um, she likes to run away, not because she's scared, but she's just a dick and is just like, I'm free, I'm having fun, look a fence, look a tree, da 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 da. And her recall's really bad. So sometimes when she gets in the mood, she can actually, like, if we're outside and she's on leash, she can kind of wiggle out of her collar. Um, and then she'll just tear around. And like, we live in the country, so we have probably. 15 20 houses in our subdivision but there's no fences between our backyards or anything so she can just run straight in either direction so it's nighttime she wriggles out of her collar i have like this shitty little dollar store flashlight i'm trying to find her and like calling her calling her calling her and for whatever reason she's really obsessed with this one house and they have a walkout and they've situated their basement like their walkout basement so that it looks kind of like a rec room and I only know this because <laughs> she, I think they have a dog as well. So she probably smelled it. So a guy was sitting in, in a man was sitting in their rec room watching TV in the dark and she's circling in their backyard. So I'm circling in their backyard trying to catch her, but I guess she sees that someone's in there. So I'm like, not, I'd say speed walking behind her. And she is an 85 pound dog goes up to their sliding glass doors and jumps and put her puts her paws on the sliding back door. Oh no. So like out of nowhere, you're watching TV. It's dark outside. It's dark in the room. And a dog comes up and goes thud and is standing, leaning against your back door. And then there's a human behind them with a tiny flashlight. Like oh. that must've been so fucking terrifying. Oh my God. I can't even imagine. So the guy was super startled, but eventually he saw like, I kind of flashed my flashlight was trying and like holding up my reflective leash to show like, I'm trying to fucking get my dog back. So he came up to the door and was like entertaining her so I could clip it on. But that initial, like when she jumped up. Oh my God. That must have been so fucking scary. So bad. Oh, uh, you're the worst. Ellie, you're the worst. Also the best. She's the best. <laughs> Finding bones in my backyard and oh, jumping man. on people's doors yeah that guy's probably a killer oh, my bet is that your neighbor's a killer and she's that's why he was so scared maybe maybe <laughs> she's on to him <laughs> officer ellie officer ellie <laughs> yep oh those are good yeah yeah <laughs> so good i like oh Especially like the house thing, it makes me think of years ago. I was obsessed with those videos of people who found out that people were living in their attics. Yeah, and they'd like some of them were fake, but they were still really creepy to watch. Like people in um, like night view on camera slither out of attics or like ducts or whatever, and then like watch TV and just do the very 
basic parts of living, like drinking orange juice, watching TV, like their plans are not to kill anyone. It's just to live their life. But then they hear a sound and then they like slither back up to their nesty hole. It's just living with someone and you don't know that you're living with them is so fucking creepy. Fucking squatters, am I right? Right? (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I I don't want to watch those. (laughs) <laughs> I don't want to know the places that they could be. I have a drop ceiling in the basement and I just feel, I know like they couldn't support a man, but maybe a small child. <laughs> <laughs> they can support the mice and that's enough for me. <laughs> yeah. God. Oh, those were good. Yeah. Stranger danger part two. Bitches. I like it better when we go back and forth. Otherwise, it's just too much reading, and I feel like I'm in elementary school, like, reading a book in front of the class. Oh, God. Gives me way too much anxiety. (laughs) Fucking spirit reading. Yeah, spirit reading is the worst. Yeah. We'll spirit read together. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, this has been Sitting Crooked. Uh, We mentioned that this is a somewhat frequent podcast um yeah. we're still going it's just between our schedules and uh offspring we have to <laughs> choose our recording times wisely and that's not always convenient sometimes it doesn't work we're on a baby schedule like yeah. ultimately that uh, we have a new boss <laughs> <laughs> cutest boss ever <laughs> she's five months old and <laughs> No experience, but... (laughs) Kind of a party animal. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So check us out on the Facebook. That's Jenna's domain. And she's amazing at it. So go check out the stuff she posts. I just work. Yeah. Because I don't don't know how uh, to do anything. We don't uh, don't harass you with self-promotion. We do a lot of fun, like... You know, uh, recently I posted a thing where it was like, what movie did you watch way too young that, like, fucking traumatized you? Oh, I did see that. But I don't know how to post without it being, like, from Sitting Crooked. One day I'll post. Like, from Ah, my phone. Because it's, like, it defaults to Sitting Crooked and I don't know how to, like, un- how to post yeah. myself. So what we should what we should do though is like when we post questions like that, we should make sure to keep um, a list of them, and then you and I will actually answer in whatever the next recording is. Ooh, okay. So, do, what's your answer? That's it. I was. You know what? I had one, and I'm. Oh, you know what? I don't know what Friday the Thirteenth. No, not Friday the Thirteenth. What's the one? Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. Definitely watched that too young. Before Freddy Krueger became like this, like almost like comedic killer, like mm-hmm. in the and in later movies he does. But in the beginning, I was just like, "Oh, this is not right. Oh no, this is not okay." Yeah. I don't know. It just it was enough that I'm like, "Don't ever fall asleep again, because <laughs> all of your dreams will kill you." <laughs> um, I think Child's Play. <gasps> oh yeah, maybe Child's Play. Actually, I I want to I want to redo redo redo. <laughs> child's play because i had a life-size barbie doll when i was seven ah yes and after i saw child's play and chucky came to life and kept trying to kill andy i kept thinking that that doll was following me like i would put a blanket over her face before i went to bed because i didn't want her watching me while i was sleeping 
I wonder if Pixar did it on purpose that the movie that they chose to make about toys coming to life, the main human character is named Andy. Oh. <laughs> Ooh, Andy's <Shrek>. coming. <laughs> Andy's coming. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know which one came out first, but oh. what? Toy Story or Child's Play? Yeah. Child's Play. Absolutely. Okay. That's it was what in I the, Yeah, it was like in the 80s. Yeah, Toy Story was the 90s. Um yeah. yeah. My Mine, I say, is split between two. So one is, like, supposed to be a kid's movie, but it really shouldn't be. And it's called The Peanut Butter Solution. And I don't my, like the sound of this. Again, it's supposed to be a kid's movie. My mom rented it from the library. So whenever, like, one of us got sick and had to stay home, my mom would go to the library and, like, rent a bunch of VHSs and then, like, bring them back. Um, so she took out The Peanut Butter Solution. And... Basically, this kid sees an the ghost of these old of this old couple and gets scared so bad that his hair turns white and then falls out. So then this other old lady, like in his apartment building or something, is like, I have the solution for you. And she's like, like, all you have to do is smear peanut butter on your head and your hair will grow. And then his, like, Asian BFF sidekick was like, I'm going to put it on, like, well, in kid terms. But, like, he smears it all over his genitals so that he'll get pubes and can, like, feel grown up. So he's in the middle of class and hair, like, cousin it style hair is, like, coming out of the bottom of his pants. because it explains it, so much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's happening. But the, the freakiest part about this is there's this older man who finds out about the peanut butter solution. So he collects children and smears peanut butter all over them and stuff so that they can grow hair. And then he like cuts it and collects it to make paintbrushes he can sell. What the f- And all these children are like working in the factories basically as slaves and producing all this hair for his products. Ew. Right? Children's movie. Peanut Butter Solution. Um, I thought the never-ending story was bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad, too. Oh, poor Artex. Rip it. I don't like, I don't like the scales on the, um, the, the texture of that thing. Dog? The flying dog? Yeah, the flying dog horse thing. <laughs> I don't, like, oh, I can't. No, I can't. Um, so my other movie that I watched way too young was The Sixth Sense. So my sister, my sister and my mom watch it because my mom showed it to my sister and I was like bored because my mom was like, you can't watch this. So I was kind of just wandering around the house and uh, apparently I walked in and I knew it had something to do with ghosts and it's, it's like an innocent scene. Bruce Willis is just like walking down the stairs to his basement work area or whatever. And I was like, oh, he's already dead. And my mom's like, how did you know that? Like, I hadn't seen it at that point, but I just guessed because I knew it was about ghosts. But then after that, I was like, I need to watch this. So I watched it by myself. And the scene that freaked me out the most is when tiny uh, little Haley Joel Osment gets up in the middle of the night to pee and he's peeing. And it's like the shot of the bathroom door. And then someone walks past and he can feel it. And he starts getting cold and stuff. So he really slowly like creeps down the hallway And there's a woman in the kitchen and she's like in a bathrobe and her hair's all messy and the lights on. And then she turns around and her wrists are slit and she holds them up and she's like, look what you made me do. Look what you made me do. And she's yelling at him. And then he runs really fast and is like, puts his head under the covers. Yeah. 
So that, like, look what you made me do. That kept me up so many nights. Jesus, man. Yeah. This explains so much about ourselves (laughs) and our issues and our, like, quirks and our things that we like. And then we're, like, stupid enough to be like, I wonder why I like murder so much. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you watched a movie when you were four years old. (laughs) (laughs) We lived in the golden age of horror and suspense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. And parents, like, carrying enough but also not caring just that little bit yeah just enough to be like well i want to watch this so you're gonna have to watch it too <laughs> exactly <laughs> we at least have the decency to turn my, turn our son around when we watch game of thrones and throw him on the ipad <laughs> oh, oh 